If you're hearing our voices, that means it's time for It's This Meets That podcast for Western Movies. You don't have to, but maybe you should. I'm Russ. I'm Jared. Uh, and we're back for part two of <laughs> the poorly or correctly named Artemis Fowl. Yeah, the, the movie that has nothing to do with the source material at all. <laughs> like, in name only, Artemis Fowl. Big bird boy. We're big, big bird boys over here. So we're when we left off of part one, we we're about just under halfway uh, mm-hmm. through this movie. So, you know, so um, do you want to introduce? Yeah, yeah. Ahead. So we introduce our main villain, Opal Cowboy, uh, our main villain who has maybe three, four minutes of screen time, <laughs> as much time as Colin Farrell does. Uh, yeah. maybe less. Yeah, I guess slightly less. Slightly, slightly less, less screen time than Colin Farrell. Slightly less. So our villain yeah. who is causing all these these problems, we don't know anything really about. Well, nope. we, I mean, uh, we, we don't know about them, but we know about their intentions, which is right. She's a she's Great. she's kind of a terrorist trying to, uh, you know, we don't. I think we find out a little bit later, more explicitly, but like you get the sense that she's not happy with how the fairy government is running things. Uh, how they're you know trying to be underground and she seems anti-government ain't that the truth mm-hmm. aren't we all we're aren't all we a little all? opal cowboy yeah. a little bit <laughs> anyway so then we get to the next scene where uh finally officer short flying around gets to the fairy tree here in i forget the name you remember the name no of course i don't but so there's a <laughs> the tree. hill of torah yeah, yeah whatever sure that sounds fine uh so there's a big tree oak tree uh that's close yeah. to the artemis fowl mansion why'd you say oak yeah didn't they say it was an, Is oak, it tree? an oak yeah <laughs> it's a strong wood it's a good wood so yeah. <laughs> pretty sure he said it was an oak tree top Anyways. five wood uh, Officer Shorty, Shorty, Short is heading towards uh, the, the this tree. That's I uh, I don't know. Did, was there ever explained why this tree was important? I think <laughs> Little Fowl explained it like briefly and was just like, "Oh, not there's, really? There's a tree of fairies, which is important." And we're like, "Okay, uh, what?" I thought. Yeah, I think but, it was more more about the hill. I think than the and that's where I was trying to remember that it was like the hill of Terra or something like that. Well, so because so we're still in a situation where. Little Fowl has a plan for the this entire movie right. is part of his plan that's playing out. And yep. there was a couple of scenes before in, in episode one we talked about where um, Dom is out in the cold watching this tree with right. like a tranquilizer gun, right? Yeah, RIP Dom. Is, yeah, and this is all part of the our, all part of the plan. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. So short comes she heads towards this tree because apparently there's something there that will tell her more about her father, and she's trying to let, clear his name. Blah blah blah. blah right. Yeah, and then apparently Artemis is also now staking out stuff with Dom that I hadn't expected. Yeah, well, he was doing it from like back in the warm com- confines of his home. With no, cameras. no, at this point, you, did you see he was like he was next to him at this point in the uh, in the forest? Oh, the first time he wasn't <laughs> right, right. Okay, right, right. Yeah, the first time he wasn't, and then all of a sudden, like he just shows up at his outpost. Like I don't yeah. understand <laughs> why would he appear all of a sudden. <laughs> So then we get this is when they this is when Artemis realizes fairies are real. This is when yes. he says to Dom, you know, the fairies, the real, everything my father said was true. Very Han Solo, yeah, for, Force Awakens kind of moment here. It's all true. Uh, it's all yeah, true. Yeah. That's a pretty <laughs> good all, that's all, a, all of it. <laughs> I think we do pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. Han Solo's there. Old old Han Solo's there. Harrison Ford. Yeah. 
right? It's, it's true. true. All of it. It's yeah. pretty good. It's like a, it's like a Josh Gad. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually how it's Josh like a, Gad tries to like, sound. It's yeah. like a Josh Gad, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> Mashup. It's true. All of it. All of it. It's true. Yeah. All of it. All right. Anyways, like, I, mean, anyways. I, like I could do that for the like next hour. It's true. All of it. Right. Because you remember how it made you feel when you watched it the first time. In right. The it was like, oh, shit. Oh, it's true. Shit. All oh, of the it. Jedi, the Jedi are real. <laughs> so then we find a nameplate for uh beachwood <laughs> we got a because why not beachwood beachwood short beach shout out here. beachwood terrace sounds like a really fancy <laughs> oh that does sound nice right beachwood terrace i'd live in i'd live on that street oh totally yeah um, nice. and then artemis attempts to shoot her with a tranquilizer dart or something and, and misses and then Amateur. dom nails her <laughs> yep bingo bango goes, goes down hard so we cut back to the ferry headquarters then yeah. uh, talking about how the only human settlement near Holly's last coordinates is foul manor. And of course, Dame Judy Dench knows all too well uh, about foul manor and the role that it's played in fairy history here. Right. She's 800 years old. So of course she knows what's going on. Right. She's got a little clue. Exactly. Into it. She's got a little clues about clues, you know? Yeah. And so like I, when I said earlier that, Dame Judy Dench was the police captain. I really meant that she's like the, uh, you know, joint joint chief of the armed forces over here because she's talking about a a full yeah. scale recovery with land, sea, air. Like we're we're getting after everything, right? Yeah, the Marines of of Fairyland. Yeah, and then Cudgeon comes in to remind her, like, don't you know that that's not a that's not a cool thing to do? Like Artemis Fowl is a little piece of shit. I mean, he is kind of a dick, so I don't disagree there. So. Fair. Well, and then and then Dame Judy Dench says, "Get the four leaf clover out of here." <laughs> does she actually say that? Did I miss that? Holy she does shit! Say <laughs> she does say that. How did I miss that? Because there's another line I'm reading right now that I wrote down. I was like, "That was a great line," and in like it in like a you know, it wasn't a good line, but yeah. Uh, and that's where like Get the I four wasn't leaf clover out of here. I, I honestly wasn't sure if Judy Dench's character was a leprechaun or a fairy because mm. at the beginning of the movie, remember they said like, Oh, the leprechaun's here. Look out. <laughs> it's like, and it was when Judy Dench showed up. So I was like, I don't know. Is she, hmm. Yeah. It was what very, team is she on? It was also very unclear what all the characters, like there's gnomes, I think there's fairies mm-hmm. and then there's what Josh Gad is. Well, there's dwarves and then there's giant dwarves and then there's goblins. And giant goblins, and then there's but then there's like fairies, and then there's um whatever I said before, trolls, obviously. Yeah, and then there's yeah, I don't know. Come on, centaurs. There's all kinds of stuff. It's great. I mean, that's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you're right. (laughs) So all during this, so we do get uh, so through this whole whatever. So we get a little. We also uh, I don't know if we missed it, but uh, in between this or at some point, we do get um a little exposition about how humans can't see fairies. I don't know if this was already said before or not, but go on because I don't think that's true. <laughs> what do you mean? I no, don't no, think, no. I don't think they said that. No, they were talking about how fairies can, how Cannot? fairies can brainwash you. And that's why they wear the sunglasses. Well, no, 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 but no, but fairies can't be Where seen by, no, no, no. They said this multiple times. They even said it when in the wedding situation. She's like, yeah, you can't be seen by humans because humans can't know that fairies are real because they're the stories that humans have about fairies is all fairy. 
Right. So we're saying they're, the same they're, thing. They're, so you're saying they're, they're, you're, the stories that have fairies, humans have about fairies are fairy tales. Whereas yeah, you're saying they, sh- they shouldn't be seen. And right. I'm saying like optically your eyes can see them. When you're saying oh. fairies can't be seen, I was like, no, of course fairies can be seen. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there is a weird thing with sunglasses, but it's not that. Yeah, yeah. and there's also a weird thing with the English language, what we just did. But yes, <laughs> I was like, they can't be seen. Right. Like, yeah. No, they can be seen. I'm like, no, 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 but they, they're not supposed to. They shouldn't to, be. Right. They shouldn't be. They, they're not supposed to be seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think that was both our faults. Lack communication skills. <laughs> so I was a communications major. Damn it. <laughs> or I mean, Darvit. Darvit. I was even close. So that's fine. All right. Um, so we we wake up in bed with Holly, right? Uh, at the foul manor here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's caught. She's in a cage. <laughs> Didn't like how I phrased that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. Was... Yeah, we wake up in bed with Holly. Yeah, because um, yeah. she's, she's 84, Russ. It's okay. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, leaving that alone. <laughs> leaving that alone. She's in a fairy cage or something weird, and she just she just shouts, "Not happy!" <laughs> Do you remember that? What a weird transition. <laughs> uh, it's great though. I love it. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> so young. We, so young. Artie's caught himself a fairy, and mm-hmm. then we have a flashback to his dad, right? Yeah, and his dad literally telling him what to do when he encounters fairies. Like, don't talk to them. They're trained in mesmerism. They will hypnotize you. (laughs) And then just like on Psych, which I was talking about a second ago, I think off recording. (laughs) Uh, It's like the the USA TV show. Uh, Just like that. His dad... His dad is quizzing him on stuff when he's a little kid. Like, what are your defensive options here? (laughs) Well, of course, Dad. Humans should wear reflective glasses to avoid mind control. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, and his dad just goes, good. Well, what's unique about dwarves? <laughs> Wait, why are we cramming all of this into one little scene? <laughs> <laughs> why does it, why does it want to be quizzed on that? I don't know. And my dad was like, son, if you receive fairy, don't look him directly in his eyes and make sure you have protective sunglasses. I'm like, that makes sense. Okay. Cause why? Cause they're gonna t- they'll take over your brain and, and don't do it. I'm like, yeah, I'll have sunglasses uh-huh. all the time. Always daddy. Thank you. Uh, do I need like ray blockers? What do I need here? Oh my God. <laughs> and so then he goes, what's unique about dwarves and, and young Artemis says, well, besides digging, they're master thieves and pickpockets like real prejudice against dwarves all of a sudden in the, the foul yeah. household. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing like also nothing like describing characters that are already in the movie. <laughs> Let you know what they are. <laughs> and his dad just goes, and why? He's <laughs> like, well, they're obsessed with treasure, dad, and constantly searching for it. And you're like, oh, this feels like, this feels like a weird Nazi thing that I don't like. <laughs> like, this isn't in the movie. This isn't in the books. Like, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. This is great. This is fantastic. Uh, so then I think we, um, uh, what happened? We're, yeah. we're back with Holly and Juliet, who we met only briefly earlier, but before we get to that i was just gonna say i think the i think the core problem with the movie is that like Mm. there's just there's two the book in the book series are just too much source material and they're trying to cover it too quick so like that's why they make conversations like this in the woods we're like yeah tell me about tell me about uh fairies and also uh dwarves because we're going to talk about them in the next minute (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. They tried to they tried to ramp too much, like make him like a major character that everyone's gonna like, and be like, yeah, here's seven more movies. It's yeah, like, I'm like, mm, no, it's too much content for one movie. Like, space yeah. it out a little more. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so then we get back and we're back with uh, Holly and Juliet. Juliet is about to feed Holly. Uh, her lunch looks delicious, wearing reflective glasses, of course. Um, yep. And it's like it's like a nice piece of bread, an apple, some spinach, maybe some other veggies on there. It looks nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course Juliet is surprised that Holly speaks English. <laughs> She's like, of course I speak English. What else would I speak? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a troll. I'm a fairy. <laughs> Get your lore right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hate it. And then yeah, so they're they're chatting. I I actually don't. I kind of lost track where we were here. I, I jumped. <laughs> I think I skipped all this shit. And I was just like, all right, I don't know what the fuck's going. Let's let's just jump right That's to scary. the big the big battle. But um, do you have anything? There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of like little quick scenes here. So like Holly ends up trying to mind control people because obviously, um. Because that's what Artemis. fairies can do, by the way. Fairies have a lot of power, actually. They have a lot of magical power. They can right. do a lot of crazy shit. So much magic that we don't even know about. Like they're um, unbelievable. They're actually super powerful. I mean, they can bring the dead back to life. So they're very powerful. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah we're going to talk about that one. But yes. So Artemis uh, is just like, oh, welcome to Foul Manor, Officer Short. And, and Holly is is surprised somehow that Artemis can read Elvish because he read her name tag, which was written. She said in Elvish. <laughs> I was like, wait, aren't you a fairy? I don't know what's going yeah, on. Aren't you what, a fairy? Aren't you? And isn't the language gnomish? <laughs> what like from are you? What are you? From the source material, like just use the source again. It's gnomish is the language that the fairies speak. Just say gnomish. It's easy enough. Like, why did they change all of that? It's so frustrating. Do you I think they do you think they fucked up or something? No, they couldn't have. He the, the guy who wrote the books was involved in the screenplay. Right. And Kenneth Branagh's there making sure that there's no buttons on anything. So like he's he's paying attention to every detail. Yeah, all the details, <laughs> clearly. Kenneth, yeah. get your shit straight. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah, cuz <laughs> yeah, I remember he's in yeah, there was such a call out like it's on your helmet. Then we cut back to another scene in the prison with Josh Gad, right? Doing yeah, a little more narration. I think I skipped over this because it was just like, I don't know. No, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know. What it's happened? more, yeah. It's more of the same, but it's also the interrogator actually seems interested for a change. So like, uh, I feel like it contradicts itself later because the interrogator becomes disinterested again. Yeah. But at this at this particular moment, he's like, well, why would Artemis do that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, do that in terms of, um, you know, try and hold a fairy hostage. And Josh Gad's character goes, he captured a living fairy. You dumb fuck is implied. Very much implied. Uh, yeah. He's like, try, try to imagine humans find out there's a world of magical creatures living beneath them. Most human beings are afraid of gluten. How do you think they'd handle goblins? And I was, that was the big yikes. <laughs> like that joke would have been funny. I think in like 2016 maybe 2015 yeah and even then yeah but the gluten pandemic is just like it's so big right now i guess but (laughs) people aren't no one's afraid of gluten like there are people with celiac disease (laughs) yeah and it sucks if you eat it but it's like whatever okay oh yeah i don't know like nobody's afraid of gluten (laughs) like i I hate this it's bad Mm. writing it seems like they're trying to 
you know, be witty. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke who of from someone who's not allergic to gluten writing that right. joke. And I just kind of right. like, that's not it's funny. a real issue. It's also not funny to begin with, so. No, right, right. Like, why include it at all? Like, I'm not allergic to gluten, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Same. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, joke like, why would stupid. you, why would you mock those people? Right. <laughs> that's called punching down, God damn it. Right. Um, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> uh, and then they're talking about more about the Aculos and why Artemis wanted to get it to save his father's life. Blah, blah, and blah. This, how important it is, how powerful it is yet again. <laughs> right. And this is when like Josh Gad is again reading the script. Like all this stuff kind of, this works in books, but not in movies where he's like, uh, at last, Artemis's master plan was finally cut falling into place. Like no one talks like that. Have you, what, Russ, when's the last time you said at last? <laughs> I mean, do you really want to know? Kind of. Like, it's not a thing people say. <laughs> I mean, yesterday morning, I went out to the living room. I was like, ah, at last, Russ arrives in the living room. And what? Oh, you narrated it to yourself. Got yeah, it. man. I, mean, I narrate my days. Yeah. Normal people don't say that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's fine. That's fair. I hate it. The dialogue in this movie is probably its biggest failing, right? Like hundred percent. Do we talk about how they, they kind of built a trust a little bit yet or no? No, not yet. No, okay. yes. that's skip. That's skipping way ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, we're still, we're still at the, uh, we head back to the oceans and all of a sudden like fairies are popping out of everywhere. They're trying to set up a time freeze uh, mm-hmm. over, over foul manner in its entirety. Yeah. And then some, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poor Dom is like the whole world is ending. You're like, yeah, Dom, like, get out of here while you can. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'd be like, I don't know, it just looks like a hurricane. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and this is when Artemis, you know, fairy explains it to him, like, oh, the fairies oh. are doing it. They're creating a time freeze. They can operate unseen by the human eye. Russ's favorite thing to talk about how they can't be seen by the human eye. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I read all about it in my dad's journal. And you're like, wait, why haven't you said this before? This is important. Time freeze seems like a big game changing deal that you should have told. Uh, anyone about like especially Dom, yeah, right. Especially our poor friend the butler here, <laughs> who is your f- bodyguard, right? Uh, and this is when he's he, again is pretending how smart he is of like, oh, Ugh. Einstein and Hawking were right. Time's bending all over. Oh, Anything's possible. God, which Awful. which is terrible because he spent the first part of the movie kind of shitting on Einstein. His theories were, I don't know. Usually okay. correct. Usually yeah. correct. And it's like now, oh, now all of a sudden is there like, get out of here. Be yeah. consistent, you dick. Yeah. And I and hate we get this a, kid. I hate this kid so much. Quick cut to Dame Judy Dench talking about how fairies. Oh, no, sorry. This is when Holly's saying this. Um, so it cuts back to Artemis and, and Holly in her fairy prison uh, where she's saying that fairies don't negotiate and you got to set me free because, you know, shit's going to go down. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're going to all come Artemis, it's just he's just playing with the fairy weapons. <laughs> and yeah. You're like, wait a second. Like Holly says, you're so dead. The pair of you. Like she's really unlikable right now. Mm. As as a character, you're like, there's a lot of talk about killing this 12 year old boy for uh, a PG rated movie. In my opinion, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of I'm fine with it. Murder. He's a dick, and she's 84 years old. She knows what's going on, but you know. I guess you're right. <laughs> And we cut to like Foley is in the command room here, like touching all the, but like, it looks like a stock photo where he like touches a panel and little <laughs> yeah. glowing things come out of it. You're like, Oh, this is a stock photo. I forgot. Yeah. Th- <laughs> things are happening, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, De- deploy the time dome. 
<laughs> Deploy the freeze frame. Uh, and freeze frame goes out and things are just locked down. There's a fisherman who's in a boat. He gets tossed. Got wrecked. Yeah, he definitely got wrecked. Like perfect storm times 10. Yeah, and that's when Foley goes, well, time for you successful. <laughs> Wait, that guy's boned like in a second. Whatever. It's called collateral damage. Don't worry about it. He's fine. It's a different movie. He's going to land. It's like three movies. He's going to land in the water. He'll be fine. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> From that um, height, what is he going to do? No, then it'll be fine. So, um, so yeah, they, they do a freeze frame around uh, all of the mansion there. We got one, only one civilian kind of caught in this, which is fine. Why was he fishing so close to the shore anyways? Yep. A little further out. So probably his fault. Just saying. Yep. Uh, we get full scale kind of storming the beaches, uh, moment seemed like <laughs> yep. very like out of place. Unnecessary. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah, I don't know. Like you guys are storming the beaches. Like this is yeah. a different there's, war, which this five, there's five people in the manor. <laughs> like it's, and this is when we get the, uh, my favorite Dame Judy Dench line from the movie. This um, is the greatest line in the entire movie. Right. She pops out, got her mask on her like fairy mask, pops yeah. out of her carrier, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And after all this, like everyone's like storming the beaches. We got all the fairies around. Everything's like sealed in or ready to go attack. Yeah. She pops and, out and, and maybe more evidence that she's a leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> when she just says top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's like your big like uh, line. Yeah. Top of the morning. That's me lucky charms. Yeah. So that's when we cut back to the fellas getting in their suits. Uh, Artemis and Dom are like, hey, we need to we need to wear the skinny ties for this. Uh, skinny tie up, man. Back out front. Uh, we're talking about this is the line from the trailer, right? Where uh, Artemis is, um, you know, Dom is asking him if he's scared. And Artemis says, well, I prefer to I prefer scared to dead if possible. And Dom just goes, agreed, if possible. <laughs> Why, like, why did you write the script like this? <laughs> no, like in the, in the book, Dom's, Dom's like a pretty, uh, so like in the book, Artemis is, like I said, a villain. Um, he's like a terrible anti-hero and he's not good at social situations. He's not good at any, like, and Dom is the, is the villain. He's not good at, he's not good at being muscly or in social situations. His only thing that he has is his intellect. And Dom fills the gaps for most of it. Like they're way more like partners in the book. Oh, like, that makes Dom's, so much more sense then. Yeah. Dom tries to like smooth things over and be witty and like, yeah. Um, uh, they don't do that in the movie. <laughs> no, not one bit. Mm-hmm. This line could have been good if that was the case, but <laughs> agreed. If possible, then, come on, that makes no sense. Stupid. Um, so then, yeah, we get a full scale battle mode, right? Yep. Elves attack. So. <laughs> are they elves <laughs> or fairies? fairies? What are they? Oh, they're, fa they're fairies. <laughs> <sighs> this movie sucks. All right. So we're moving on. We got, we got, we got to move along here because you yep. can't. Ugh, fuck. Fair enough. So this is when <laughs> Artemis smartly says to Dom, shoot the time freeze capsule. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, what? Obviously, yeah. Why? Why didn't we do that earlier? <laughs> yeah, it's just Zach Morris up in the on the, the ceiling there with a the fucking cell phone. Just shoot it. Just shoot him. Yeah, 
And he's in, and Dom has this like flaming arrow that he shoots up at the time capsule. It's fucking awesome. It's cool. It's cool as hell. <laughs> um, also, uh, I throw out now, uh, there is later on a whole thing about this time capsule thing, which they've done multiple times a freeze frame bubble, right? Did yep. they ever talk, like later on, it becomes a big, or no, is it right now? No, no, no. It's later. Is there a big point where it's like, oh, this thing's going to explode? Did they ever explain that at all? No. So they, I mean, it starts now. This is when it starts. This is right. when okay. uh, right. Foley Fo- 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 says like, hey, the time freeze isn't going to hold. You guys have to figure this out quick. Right. He, all right. He alludes to like, hey, if this, this is only got a, this has got a, this got a time limit. Funny enough. Exactly. If the freeze frame's got a fucking time limit to it for how yeah, long? 27 minutes. Which is really? Is what Artemis says in a few minutes when he meets with, Dan Judy Dash. Uh, maybe okay. Uh, Hopefully, it's it's a half hour long time freeze frame, and he just said it three minutes later. Uh, and this is when Artemis says, "You know, send in someone to negotiate. You have five minutes." All of a sudden, the Artemis that I know from the books starts to take over, and you're like, "Oh, now he's a now he starts to be a real bastard." <laughs> now he's a like, real dick. Before he was yeah, just a order, dick. Now he's a real yeah, dick. I want him to be a super dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's your book, man. I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's my book. You're right. Sorry, Owen Colfer. <laughs> You're the reader. You're the fan. It's your book. That's how it works. You're right. Um. Right. So then we end up with a. We get to the villain. Villain's lair. Yep. Big Chat. exposition for the villain. Yeah. So much exposition. This was brutal. A villain and big foul. Colin Farrell chatting. Yep. And One of his like four lines in the movie when he says, yeah. why are you doing this? All he says, <sighs> my God, please don't answer that question. Please don't answer, don't answer that question. Oh, okay. Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> and here's a bunch of other information that's very important to the plot and everything else. It's like, oh my God, this is, this actually is a James Bond movie from like the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it totally is. Like, it's like a- as soon as you, as soon as the humans were gone, like as soon as we were gone, you reduced us to your silly stories. Like, Fairies and humans are incapable of friendship, incapable of coexisting. Some thought I was mad. They wouldn't listen to me, but guess what? They're listening now. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. Holy shit. You should do some Thanks, voice dude. acting for like Transformers or something. Right? I was thinking, I was I was trying to go like a uh, little He-Man there. Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, classic <laughs> 80s He-Man. Skeletor action. Yeah, yeah that was good. <laughs> shit. Thanks. I actually forgot what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Well, we're listening to Skeletor talk about the goals of the movie here. Oh, yeah, and then you stopped and I was like, now what? What happens now? Yeah. Well, now we go back to the manor. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Right. So. We, got a, we got a 12-year-old versus an 803-year-old. <laughs> Classic chess match. So Judy, Judy, the old Jay Dench there and yep. a little, little foul chatting. Um, and yeah, so we had 12-year-old versus an 803-year-old. Uh, now... Is she trying to big league him? Like she pretends that she doesn't know who he is. She's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> so this like, wait a second. A, so th- I you, didn't get this either because this this felt like it kept popping up. But I felt like early on, like when they when they said they mentioned the foul resident manner, she was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. the fouls!" Like I, they know who they are. Like they know the said, family. I know it well. She explicitly <laughs> said, "Oh, right. foul manner." I know it well. <laughs> what? You said that fucking 35 minutes ago. 
I think she's big like, timing him. I think she's I think she's like, oh, <laughs> who's Artemis Fowl? <laughs> yeah. Gives a shit. I'm 800 yeah. years old. I'll be 804 next May. Yeah. I was for sure you thought you you were going to make some uh, old joke for me because her birthday's in May, so is mine. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> was that too I would, easy? I was would that, never. Was that too easy? Yeah, it's called low-hanging fruit, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> it's so low-hanging fruit, I did it for you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you on the next one. <laughs> and I love I love the clap back from Artemis Fowl here of like... <laughs> Oh, bring me the Aculos in one of those pots from under a rainbow, I presume. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Is she a leprechaun? Yes. I'm so confused. <laughs> there is no, there's no clear line of what these people, what these oh, characters are. Like, what species are they? I, I, no clue. Uh, oh. Reiterates that they don't pay ransoms. Like, they think they're the CIA or some shit. Wait, we don't negotiate with terrorists except for when it's convenient. And then Jay Dench is, uh, pulls back and decides to send in a dwarf. But before we get to that, we cut back to... Do we cut back to uh, Gad here? Or are we a little off? Did I miss something? I may have missed something. You may have missed something again. <laughs> so we cut back. This is when we cut to... Uh, to Foley, to well, to Foley slash Judy Dench. Mm. This is the outside scene that I love that I wrote down kind of verbatim because I thought it was funny. Um, this is with it. when Judy Dench goes, Who is this child? And Foley goes, Oh, oh right. right. I, I, I think he said he was Artemis Fowl Jr. <laughs> she goes, Shut oh. up, Foley. <laughs> Shut up, Foley. Can't anyone ask a rhetorical question around here? <laughs> yeah. So she was definitely playing him inside. She was just like, Who are you? Oh, yeah. She knows who he is, obviously. She's got to know. So stupid. She's M Furious. from MI. She's M from MI6. Right? Yeah. I she, don't know. That, she knows everything. She's mum. Yeah, and that's that's when we get more uh, narration from Josh Gad, where he's setting the stage for a true hero of the story. Well, if you ask me, that is. Uh, so then like, we get to him in a like prison. You, oh, go ahead. You've written, a, you've written a script or two in your day, and uh, I've written a script or two for various skits and things, like not... Yeah. Not anything that I would say, but like, this is like what you do when you're bad at writing scripts, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, if you ask me, that is like, why would you write something that cliche? Yeah. It's, it's a little, a little anyway. too on point. Yeah. And then, and this is when Judy Dench calls for get me mulch diggums. You're like, wait, is he the only dwarf? <laughs> uh, he's the only big dwarf. I guess he's the only dwarfish giganticus which we'll get to. <laughs> so then we we end up in uh, where Gad is uh, in in prison with a bunch of goblins. Yep. With Josh Gad giving more exposition about dwarves, like, well, Artemis knew the truth about dwarves all along. We can't resist treasure. Yeah. No, well, that was him doing a narration, right? Right, 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 right. right. Sorry. Okay. Uh, and then the first time in prison, apparently he did 164 years. That's what I'm saying. Like 400 years seems like a lot. <laughs> but you do 164 like it's no big deal. It's only a quarter of, you know. I guess so. <laughs> I don't I don't uh, know what dwarves or or elf or fairies or their time. I mean, their time may be different from ours, you know. Fair. Uh, but I appreciate the, the Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, like, I want to know who love is. I get all a foreigner going, um, humming this, along in the prison. Uh, this was in, uh, this had to have been a Josh Gad, like, Oh yeah. Like he had to have been like, Oh, here's the song we should play. And I'm listening to this. And like, 
it's something from yeah. the 80s and i was like he definitely like, picked this and he definitely was like oh have you guys seen that scene from guardians of the galaxy where they listen to 80s music <laughs> yeah and like dance around like i want to do that yes like, yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm like chris pratt guys <laughs> yeah pretty much well right? <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> so so we get that and we get him just proving it again he loves the 80s we all know you do um, like, why is he why is he taunting the goblin <laughs> like I don't, well the goblin i mean uh, it's to be fair to gad there I mean, yeah goblin is giving an eye him and his cronies are giving an eye so yeah I don't but know. if if you're in a little cell with them for presumably 400 years why are you gonna start shit right now because you know? he knows he can beat them which he does <sighs> which i, I didn't well, get this old... power this whole power thing so yeah so he's having a one-off you know, face off whatever with the goblins the goblins you know like threaten them well right, come up, right, right before that they, we, we introduced the premise of uh the way that dwarves are tunneling is by actually eating the dirt and shitting it out yeah <laughs> so they in, right which, so which the hilarious they so the goblin says this and introduces it right yeah. which is from the book that is that's that's canon okay all right well then i guess <laughs> i feel less bad about when it actually happens because like i know they yeah. said this and i was like i heard it and i was like they're not actually going to do that are they <laughs> they do they show they do. it that <laughs> happens they will they will like, just give it a minute <laughs> it's like of all the things to keep from the book you, you kept that yeah yeah right like you didn't you didn't keep uh juliet as the younger sister <laughs> <laughs> you didn't keep anything like, that was important yeah, stupid things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, uh, and so this is when, like, first of all, goblins breathe fire in this universe. Badass. Like, I, I'm into that. Goblins yeah. seem shitty in most other fairy universes. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Goblins are usually pretty terrible. I mean, goblins are, by definition, terrible. So, yeah, I'm into it. And then, like, uh, <laughs> the line, the line. And again, this is PG. This is where I was like, wait a second. We can't do all of the fun stuff. And yet we can do things like this where mm. Josh Gad goes, your skin may be fireproof, but what about your brains? Yeah. And then proceeds to like stop up the goblin's nose that he's breathing fire out of and explodes him. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Holy end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Batman. <laughs> Right, and everyone's okay. Everyone around him is okay, except for that goblin that he that he murdered. I I mean, there's like a blast that goes out, and everyone's kind of knocked over. But it was just like, wow, that was it's pretty aggressive, actually. Yeah, wild for a PG movie. Yeah, that's where it got the PG. So, um, so we so volcano that. him up to the surface. <laughs> is the transition? The transition yeah. is they're like, oh, that's when the head elf or whatever fairy yeah. shows up, and it's like. Oh, you gotta, we gotta, you gotta go do an Artemis Fowl thing. Hold on. Boop. Shooting you up there. Yep. Uh, and then I think we come back to a uh, little fallen officer short moment, right? They have a dad moment. That's right. They yep. have a dad moment. This is where we learn the whole, the true story of the whole thing is about dads and their kids. Yep. She's one upping him. He says, my father was kidnapped. She goes, my father's dead. <laughs> Nailed it. How do you fucking okay. feel? Yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel, Mr. Foul? <laughs> Little foul. Ruthless. Want it. Um, and we get much more exposition about the Oculus and how important it is to Facebook and like how it's going to take over and destroy everyone's minds. 
Yeah. And this is when like <laughs> Art- Artemis takes off his sunglasses and says, well, how did he die? And you're like, wait a second. Why isn't Holly brainwashing him right now? If that's what they're supposed to do as fairies, right. like he gives, he gives her so many opportunities to get out of this whole situation. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a trust thing, but I'm also going to throw out there and you can, I mean, there's spoilerville, right? For the books, mom, elf, fairy. No, she's regular. She's just a crazy person in the book. What? That's it? That's the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. She's just a regular crazy person. <laughs> I was, I thought there might have been like another like behind the scenes, like he takes off the sunglasses, the glasses, and we're all supposed to think he'll get, he'll get, but maybe she knows that she can't and she's holding it back because yeah, no, there's some reason. Like, and it's big because no, maybe he's got a, you know, his mother was a. No. <laughs> no, she has like PTSD. I feel like these books need to be rewritten too. <laughs> Yeah, no, she has like she's like PTSD or something like schizophrenia or whatever. Like she like she like actually like loses her marbles in the series and mm. like she like there's a lot of she she's a very well developed character in the in the books which I like uh, where she's always at one point she's talking to uh, Artemis Senior's suits like they're yeah. like there's a, like there's a person in them like she it's like a really mm. like there's a lot of good scenes with her showing showing how she's losing her mind yeah. over time and they just squandered all of that <laughs> it's like nah we don't need could've that been, this could have been a good movie <laughs> yeah disney's uh, like now nah, we don't do mental we don't do mental illness here <laughs> yeah yeah fuck mental illness <laughs> let's move on <laughs> yeah uh and this is when like that, that you're right when uh holly's explaining how the aculus is a, a skeleton key for the whole universe oh that's well, what the what fuck is it now? yeah right it's like <laughs> It was first described as something that was un- unimaginable power. Uh, then it was described as something that could do open portals and all this sort of stuff and make you know the DC Marvel universe is the same. And now it's described yeah. as a skeleton key for the whole universe. What does that mean? What does that mean? Nothing. It means nothing. Nothing what? means anything. Just explain what the fuck it does, so we can yeah, then, so we can be terrified by it. Right. And when they're you, like bonding over this, there. Yeah. When you do this shit, I don't know what. Okay. Anyways, yeah. No, I was just saying bonding over their criminal dads of like. Yeah, both of our dads suck, I guess, but mine's not dead, so huge win. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, gotcha good. Gotcha good. Gotcha good real good there, huh? Anyways. Um, anyways. Um, and then we get, to, I think, Josh Gad and Judy Dench meeting. Yep. We get right. a little Foley action saying the, the time freeze integrity is down to 60%. And Classic. Josh Gad rolls up. <laughs> Uh, with Commander, not Brittany, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> like they gave Josh Gad all the good lines, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, he was the comedic relief. They're trying to negotiate uh, some kind of lower sentence here for him, uh, for him, for his in exchange for his help, right? Yeah, this is all just kind of annoying to me. I don't know, like I don't know. Which, again, he's got a four hundred year sentence. Uh, Dame Judy Dench is offering him fifty years off a sentence. Which, That's nothing. That means nothing. Right? This seems like a huge risk. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then this is, uh, this is a, there's a couple of quotes that I wrote word for word here because they were weird. And again, they gave Josh Gad the best lines in the movie. Yes. They're still kind of weird though. Like, has anyone ever told you you're like David Bowie if he was a fairy? So you're like David Bowie. Can you imagine if the humans found out he was one of us? That makes me like... <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> it also feels like you just ruined a really good joke. Right, right. They just like they took everything to a little bit too far. It's just bad joke writing. 
<laughs> it was like, man, that was like a great, that would have been a perfect line, but like, it feels like you just kind of trampled over it. And like, yeah. And like, they, and they trample over a lot of the dialogue here. I think when Josh Gad's talking about how he just wants to be small, I want to be normal, like other dwarves. And like, they just steamroll all over that. Ignore, ignore it entirely. <laughs> hmm. um, and then I love the, the self-awareness line of the, listen to us grunting at each other like a couple of hippos with a throat infection. Like, how is Judy Dench keeping a straight face in this? <laughs> like, she's doing an incredible job because this is, this is fucking funny. Yeah. She's just, she's just like, you know what? That Disney paycheck it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> listen to us grunting at each other like a couple of hippos with a throat infection. And Judy Dench is like, yeah, definitely. I see. I agree. <laughs> This is definitely the same point, though, where like it felt like Josh Gad couldn't keep up with the voice. And yeah. like he was telling, he was like doing David Bowie thing and everything else. Everything he was talking, I was like, I think he's just breaking into, I think he's just Josh Gad now. I think he's just Josh Gad yep. talking. Like he couldn't <laughs> keep up with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh and then compl God. complaining about how everyone thinks he's a criminal uh, while he's picking Dame Judy Dench's pockets. Hilarious. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Can't believe he accepted 74 years off. His yeah. Sentence. So he finally works out a deal where he's like, I'll take 74 years off for a year sentence. Dumb. What an idiot. Um, so, uh, this is when we, <laughs> this one get the scary mouth effects, right? This is Josh Gad goes, this is actually it's feeding time. <laughs> this is actually fucking terrifying. Right? He like unhinges his jaw and stretches it out in yeah. a real weird way. It's feeding time and he just stands there because like the whole plan is that he's gonna dig underground because he's that's what he does, right? Right. And he's gonna dig into the into the mansion and get in. Yeah. And he just pulls his mouth open. I was like, this is actually fucking terrible. Right. Like there, like, like you said, there are so many other movies that do a lot of body horror, and this is the first time we get body horror in Artemis Fowl, and I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> it is so brutal. And I was like, my first, I was actually, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> right. And then, and then he just, and then he just screams dwarfus giganticus and starts eating the ground. And he's like, nom, 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 nom. And as nom, said, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and as he's eating, he's just actually shitting out all the dirt. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I mean, we were we were somewhat prepared for this this scene, this moment to happen from the goblins, and the goblins sure. are right. This is like, you're like you guys are you guys are stupid. But when it That's actually right. happened, I was like, man, this entire scene just blew this movie like out of the water. Like, yeah, clearly out of the water. I was like, I don't even know this. None of this. Poor damn Duty Dench. Like, this is a <laughs> what an affront to your uh, your esteemed. Academy Award winning, I'm assuming, right? Like, should be the, if not at the very least nominated. Shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at the very least nominated many times over. I'm sure. Yeah, you made it. <laughs> <laughs> this whole movie comes down to a fart joke. Oh Bond. Yeah. Oh so, Bond. Oh Bond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. So let's 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 keep cranking here. So. <laughs> so much gets into the house right and yeah. he broke in this is when he's talking to foley on his like calm thing with his eyeball camera yeah right? the, eyeball so cam. the eyeball cam is actually a big plot point in the books oh um, that's cool all right at least they well, stuck with something yeah one of foley's major invention well did they because they don't talk about it at all it's like in the movie for two minutes 
Come on, Jerry. We can't we can't cover every fucking detail from the book. You got You're you. right. You're right. You're a damn book fan. Ugh. And I, I love to throw like throw a line from uh from uh Josh Gad here to Foley of like, son of a wait, what would your parents be? <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's pretty, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Yeah. Josh Gad has the best lines in this movie. He does. He does. He yeah. does. And then Dom giving the play-by-play of like, mm, it's like a really, really big dwarf. <laughs> As he sees Josh Gad trying to get into this safe. Yeah. So we had a cut back to Gad. He's back in the prison uh, in- interrogation, again, talking about how awesome little foul is. Is he? I feel like that's later. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's right here. It's like, it's a quick, it's right here. Like, okay. no, yeah, yeah. Like they do like a weird quick cut back to him. Like he's back in like the thing being like talking about how oh. awesome he is. Cause he explains like how he had this entire plan. Right, 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 right. And he wasn't aware of it. Right. Cause remember, remember he like, he's like, he's in the mansion. He's looking for the, um, the Oculus Rift. There yeah, and- Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> the Oculus yeah, Rift. Yeah. I, I could- <laughs> How many times have we said Oculus slash Oculus in this podcast? It's, he's looking for the, counter for that. He's looking for the VR uh, unit, and he jumps back to saying, "Like I was part of, I was part of his plan. I didn't know it at the time." Yep, perfect. And then Lil Fallon, uh, Officer Short, are uh, teamed up. I think they team up. Yep, he needs Holly's help all of a sudden. Um, which, like, why does he keep exposing his eyes like that? I wouldn't trust her because she's clearly not a fan of his right hey man you you have a dad chat and you have some trust again the script writing in this is something else mm. if i let if i let you out will you promise not to take control of my brain <laughs> i want i want nothing to do with your brain <laughs> okay all right cool 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 <laughs> guess we're all good here yeah and we're like well great holly's out we're in the safe <laughs> let's go glad we cleared that up god glad we got like a super powerful magician now on our side yeah right <laughs> What? <laughs> Which is basically what she is. <laughs> yeah. And then like uh all of a sudden dwarves can control their hair from their mustaches. He's like trying to use his mustache to unlock yeah, I, the I not in the books. That is know. not a thing in the books. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. I skipped over it. I was like, I don't fucking care about this. This is weird. That seems reasonable, except for the reason why I called it out is because we cut back to Josh Gad mustache opening this safe. So yeah, so he does so he's scanning through and he does find behind a painting of Artemis Fowl Sr. Uh, well, uh, safe, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, when he first, when he opens the first safe without his mustache, then he's trying to open the second safe inside the safe, right behind the behind the painting, right with the must with the mustache. And so yeah. this is when, uh, in parallel, Holly and Ho- Artemis is letting Holly out of her cage, yep. and Holly goes, "No, oh, it sounds like you're not the only one opening locks." Mm. What? Hmm? Why would you include that line? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like. Are you trying to say that like dwarves or fairies can hear really well? Or like, what's like, no, no, nothing in the script makes any sense. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. And Artemis threatening her, by the way, if you run, I'll expose your existence to the world. And you're like, wait a second. There's a guy over there trying to open up the safe. We got to yeah. get into the safe if that's yeah. where the Aculus is. And it's like, how are you actually going to expose your, their existence to the world? Everyone's going to think you're crazy. She'll just disappear right. and that's it. You're right. an idiot. And then she sucker punches him. Which, not not cool. <laughs> I mean, he deserves it, kind of. Yeah, he, he definitely does. It made me feel good. I was like, thank God, he's a dick. He does say, fair enough. <laughs> As a dick would say. Right. Fair enough. 
And then we cut back to uh, Mulch Diggums mustaching away at the lock here. Uh, and of course, it's the Aculus, which looks like an acorn. <laughs> which, uh, which Holly reminds us again, it's the Aculus, the most powerful treasure in the fairy world. Fuck you, Holly. We know that. You've already said that a hundred oh, times. Yeah. I, you I, want, I want to punch myself in the face <laughs> at this point. I'm so, <laughs> like, so. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. The way they keep telling us the plot over and over again. <laughs> I so badly want to punch myself in the face. I'm like, do I do I not know what this thing can do? I'm so confused. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, uh, but it'll and guess what? It doesn't. <laughs> right, and it'll kill any human who uses it. So clearly, Artemis can't use it. Um, and this is when we get the eye cam. The the only other time the eye cam is significant when. Uh, Artemis is like, well, we can't tell the fairies that we have the Aculos now, and uh, Josh Gad goes. Sorry, human. They already know. <laughs> Points at his eye camera. <laughs> okay, oh, why right. does like why does he care all of a sudden about what the humans are doing? Like it seems like he seems pretty divorced from this. Like he's yeah, very much a he's a conner. So like, why would he? Well, because he, he wants. Right. Though I think we we're supposed to think that like he cares because he gets the seventy four years off. Is I guess dumb. <laughs> it's super fucking dumb. Well, and that doesn't explain why he would care about Artemis. That explains why he would care about what Judy Dench wants. <laughs> Right. Well, I guess I kind of for himself, but I don't know. It's sure. flimsy. It's flimsy. Yeah. So I then I ain't fucking buying it. Stupid Cudgeon and the villain are working out how to intervene to steal the Aculos at this oh, point, right? Oh my God. Yeah. The time freeze is collapsing. There's a lot happening right now. Cudgeon starts removing Dame Judy Dench from power, which, which did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I this was. Why are all her cronies going along with this? This is pissing <laughs> me off because, like, so this Cudgeon guy was in prison by the villain for seemed right. like a very long time, and then just happens back into service, happens yep. back into some role that is very powerful, apparently. Apparently, and basically does runs a, a coup against Judy Dench's character, and is like, "You're unfit." You're making yeah, all the wrong decisions. And then yeah, they're like, oh, 25th Amendment on you, apparently, because yeah. they have they have that. Because they have that in the Elfage fairy world, whatever yeah. the fuck they are. We don't know. Garden gnomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was fucking irritating. It's like, I don't know what this character, who, why does this guy have this much power all of a sudden? And like, why right. is it following him? Like, why is everyone listening to him? What the fuck? Right. Yeah, you're right. Nothing, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> And this is when, I was just saying, he gets her in handcuffs uh, and they start talking about the troll as a weapon, right? Yes. So they feed it nettles and wasp juice, everything trolls are allergic to. Nice. Made it twice twice as strong and 10 times as mad. Nice. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's very Jurassic Park. Like a, a little bit. Like, what have we created? And then I love the, did you get the, the Darvit? No, absolutely not. Oh. Judy Dame Judy Dench is like looks at the troll apocalypse about to happen and just goes, Darvit, <laughs> which uh this is the first time they say it in the movie. In the book, it's uh a fairy language swear word that's so vulgar you can't translate it. <laughs> uh is the premise. All right, so back to the manor, right? Yeah, so we're um back to the to the crib um and i think some shit's going on outside right um well this is when holly starts spouting off stats like it consumes humans in 2.97 seconds and fairies in less than one you're like wait what <laughs> why would they eat you faster than him i mean you're saying man i guess fairies are smaller i don't 
but I love how they're like the fairies outside are using the troll as a battering ram. <laughs> like, it's pretty like, great. Smashing its forehead into, <laughs> into the fucking into the front door. door. Yeah, pretty funny. Um, and this it. is when I appreciate that they that they fixed it. So in the trailer, I complained about how the line was, I haven't read much about trolls, anything I should look out for. And in the trailer, uh, her response, Holly's response was, the teeth, they eat people, which is a way worse line than just saying the teeth, as they kept it in the movie, finally. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, then all, like now it's like not that, now it's like kind of clever. Hmm. Wait, what should I look out for? The, the teeth. teeth. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, because they, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yes. Look out for the teeth. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's called letting your audience, you know, be smart because they, you know. Right. I'm glad they fixed it in the final cut. <laughs> but they ruined it in the trailer. So if you watch the trailer and then watch the movie like we did, it's obvious and it's not as good. Yeah, this is when they start jamming up all the magic, right? Yeah, they jam up all the magic so none of the fairy elves can use their magic. So that pretty much renders Officer Short, Holly Short just useless. Exactly. She's worth nothing now. <laughs> there is there is like two ways they render her useless and it is ugh, obnoxious. <laughs> She's got Foley's wings, which is really the only thing uh, saving and hurting her in a second. But <laughs> yeah, uh, so they shoot the troll through the door, through the house. Uh, the troll goes halfway through the manor here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He cranks through. He's he just bashes his way through. Like yeah, poor troll. Yeah, Holly gets stuck. She flies up in the air and gets stuck in the chandelier or something. Um, so that's Artem- so that actually yeah. really irritated me. Um, I mean, I guess we're getting into the whole inside the manor uh, troll fight, but um, yep, it's yeah, happening she, now. I forget. Like, so she did. She she just got tossed into a chandelier, and then she's yep. stuck there for the next five minutes. <laughs> five minutes of action. So she's completely taken out of the scene, yep. and she's completely useless, other than a couple like hand grabs to throw people from like a one top side to another. Um, yep. but the entire time she's just like, help, help, help. Get me out of this. It was, it was so weird. I don't know why I was so irritated by this. Same. I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's justified, but it was just, I was so angry by this. Like, this is how you take out like a main character, by the way, who has no magic. So she can't do anything anyways, but she right. could, yeah. like, it was infuriating. Like you, what you lost, you didn't have enough money to like do the scene or something like to have her flying around. Cause that's what she'd be doing. Like I was so fucking irritating. I bet that's um, what it was. Disney, like, they put $100 million in this, and they're like, ah, guys, we can do, like, $25 mil more, and that's tops. But you and cannot so, have a flying fairy. That's yeah, all. Kenneth, Kenneth Brenner was like, well, mm. the, the next most expensive scene we were going to have is this fairy flying all over them. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, hey, Kennebunkport, no, you can't. Yeah, and it's already so divorced. I appreciate that, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's it's already so divorced from the source material anyway that they're like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? Just, yeah, get I'll just a, do whatever I want. How about she just gets locked in a chandelier? At the same time, Artemis and Dom are just being a distraction for the troll, basically. Juliet's threatening the troll with uh, sandwiches. Sandwiches or something. Right, basically sandwiches. <laughs> um, and then, like, Mulch finally decides to help Holly, but he's not really helping. <laughs> no. Troll. Then he eats the aculos. Right. He, yeah. He just like, whatever else. I'll, I'll just 
eat this down so I've, I've got it i guess that's like is that more secure i guess i guess it's safe in his stomach i don't know and the troll meanwhile is like ruining the 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 uh, foul manner here really disappointing to see that architecture destroyed uh <laughs> whatever <laughs> artemis can rebuild it he's a genius architect so whatever apparently yeah uh and then uh this is when there's a lot of quick cuts with the troll just kind of running around. He's about to eat Juliet and Artemis shoots him um, with the elf gun. Sorry, fairy gun. <laughs> They're basically elves. Uh, we yeah. get another Darvit from Holly as the glass is breaking around the chandelier and she's mm. finally kind of, kind of free, but not really. Tons of quick cuts. Lots of glass breaking, lots of like lots of CGI. Everything's happening all at once. It's all madness. It's all craziness. Yeah, it's, it's all a little muddle. Poor Dom and Juliet, like they're getting rocked by the troll. It's, um, yeah, nobody's paying attention to them. No, no, not one um, bit. And then the time freeze. Meanwhile, the time freeze is still collapsing, right? Yes. So we, I love which I guess they kind of explain it away later. But they remember when they show that fairy. Uh, scree- like screaming as it gets sucked out of the time freeze into a Oh yeah, that was terrifying. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god! Like, did that? Did that fairy just like become like scattered into atoms across the universe? Or like, I would love to know. Yeah, it seems like it's more likely that it just got transported safely somewhere else. But it's most uh, yeah. I mean, it seems more reasonable, just like in an uncomfortable fashion. That's all. But the way they did it and the way that everyone was just standing around watching with horrified expression, like Dame Judy Dench is standing there looking scared as hell. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This, this, I feel like they should know better how this whole thing works. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it's their tech? Shouldn't they understand how this thing's going? So I suppose. And then this is when we get the the chandelier finally falls right onto onto would be Artemis Fowl, but Dom saves the day, pushes him away. Well, the shan- yep. it's not the chandelier. Well, it's the ogre or the troll. The ogre. The right. troll collapses, right. lands on Dom. Yep. Chandelier drops for a comedic effect, but it's kind of like that's kind of a weird comedic effect because we all know that Dom just got squashed. Yeah, it's not funny. Or did he? So, we're, well, he did. He got mangled. I mean, that's he, definitely, what- <laughs> he definitely did, but did he though? Yeah, I don't know. Death is near. It's a Disney movie. You can't. You can't go for long. I think it's ruthless. How like so they mangle Dom and then like they can't like he can't be fixed because Holly's like oh yeah sorry shit out of luck no magic buddy. <laughs> like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> and like and like somehow they put him in a chair and he's like in pristine condition right. He's got no buttons. He's got no creases. No, no buttons. No creases. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, Kenny Bunkport. Yeah, Kenny Kenny Bunkport is loving this right Kenny. now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's sitting in this chair, and that's when I love this line. And by love it, I mean it's horrifying when he's like, mm. uh, "Kiri Oroshi, the fatal blow." Like I've had my time. I'm sorry, Artemis. Uh, and Artemis is trying to cheer him up. Like you guys did great back there. All the butlers through all of history be proud of you. Goodbye, my friend. Really emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then he re like he you know spouts off the old may the road rise to meet you. Yeah. The uh, old Irish blessing, right? Yeah. And in, in the end, dude, the end gets me with the until we meet again. May a friend always be near. And you're like that's a that's a powerful sentiment. It's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
So, but, but no but, one can uh, die. Right. Well, meanwhile, outside, people are finally starting to turn on Cudgeon, which like, mm. why, why didn't they do that earlier? Like, you're like, wait a second. I thought Dame Judy Dench was in charge. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. <laughs> That's actually how it plays out too. I was like, wait, I think she was in charge, wasn't she? That's yeah. my so that's then my, that's my impersonation of uh, elf fairy things. Hey, wasn't she a man in turn? Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> like ben Shapiro. And then Tree Tree Dench looks at the one guy. He's like, "Yeah, I made you a captain for a reason." Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to make fucking yeah. decisions. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> uh, so then we like we c- quick cut back to inside. Holly out of nowhere, uh, like because they outside have restored the magic. Holly just like shoves Dom with a bunch of magic. <laughs> She's like, oh, I, I guess that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And is exactly right. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. And we're back to life. Yeah. And I hate, I hate, I hate when he goes, I didn't cry, did I? And Artemis goes, little bit. <laughs> like, wait, why would you make it about that? Like, this. This whole movie is a, there's a lot, there's plenty of toxic masculinity, whatever else in this, but like, come on, if you're dying, if you're crying while you're dying, I think that's okay. <laughs> it, I, I think it's completely fine. I think it's yeah. totally fine. I plan on crying when I'm dying. <laughs> All right. So Dom, Dom, Dom is, if the magic is back, then life is back. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> so, so we're, all, we're all outside looking at Mulch's gut where apparently he has the aculos. <laughs> yeah. So I honestly, at this point, I had no idea what the fuck's going on. So uh, the freeze frame is is about to blow, right? <laughs> yeah, which they explicitly say, this this time freeze is going to blow. <laughs> it's going to blow. And and also, what is that? How does time blow? Like, what, is this, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, like you're holding it in. There's like a lot of pressure. I mean, I could think through all the ways, but it doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to skip it. Um, I mean, I'm, so, I'm glad that Holly went to go save the fisherman, that fisherman that was stranded that we talked about earlier. Yeah, he's been frozen in time for a very long time. Uh, hours. <laughs> hours. So she goes, grabs him, and there's a like whole fairies going crazy trying to escape and get back in their fucking holes in the ground, blah, blah, you know, before the time phrase blows. Uh, Gad's got the Oculus in his stomach. But we do get a hint that Lil Fowl still has a plan. He's still got a plan. This is all part of his plan. He's been planning this. Well, you're right. We we do get that sense, but it's not, they haven't done a good job of building up the character enough to, to actually make it an explicit thing. <laughs> right, to make make it believable. Like, it's just like, they just say it. They're like, but he's got a plan. It's like, well, I don't know. Did you guys watch Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> right. do, do Ocean's Eleven, but with fairies and, you know, this. I would love that. I would love a heist movie. I want right. this to be a good heist movie. He's yeah. a criminal mastermind. Why not make the the fucking thing something he, they've got a heist and you pull in these yep. three or four characters, you get Ocean's Four Fantasy. That would be too easy, Russ. And this is when Mr. Is when Bean, really... Mr. Bean's Christmas holiday. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a classic Mr. Bean sequel we didn't know we needed. So this is when I don't understand how getting sucked into the time vortex works because at first when I saw that other uh, fairy get sucked in, it seemed like they were dying, right? Yeah, uh, and like now it seems like oh, when you get sucked into the time vortex, it just safely transports you to another place. But it seems so much more terrifying than that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. 
Um, like it's cool effects. Like they're doing a lot of neat stuff with the facts that are like, Oh, this is what they spent a hundred million dollars on, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Neat effects mean nothing. If you don't explain what the fuck's actually happening to them. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so dumb. I feel like I my, I've sworn more in this episode than I have than any, any others in like the last four. Like I try to be good about it. Yeah. But I'm, I think I'm actually generally pretty angry about this movie. I guess it's been, yeah, I guess it's been a while. <laughs> Uh, but no, this movie's upsetting. It's justifiably upsetting. Man, you're right. All right. So uh, I think we're back. We're all back inside, right? This So the, the, the time portal thing does its thing. Has it been done? Are we done with it? Uh, no. <laughs> I thought we Isn't were. It? Well, I think it's I mean, done. I think it's gone and all the everyone else is gone. And, and then we're back inside and little foul is like, Oh, it's all part of my plan. I was like, well, what the fuck, man? Are you gonna let us are you gonna let the audience know at any point when what what's part of your plan? And Dom's like, no. Oh, cool, what's going on? And then they all get downstairs and it's like they're all hanging out and then I guess you're then, right. It's the it's the next day, right? At this point. Next day or well no, because so when the when the whole portal when all the time portal thing is supposed to explode, um, Officer Shorty, she's sitting there by like a little hole in the ground, she's supposed to jump in. And she looks and she disappears. And it's like her basically nixing out. And then we cut back inside. We were not sure actually where she's going, but we obviously know where she's going. And Lil Fowl's like, oh, it's all part of the plan. Um, and right. all, it seems like the next day, but it's just because of the timey-wimey stuff that's going on, right? Right. And they all hang out downstairs. And Officer Holly Short, she shows up and she was part of the plan. This was part of the plan that was probably explained to her at some point that we was disconnect that we weren't privy to it as the audience right yep the and whole probably, when, the whole conversation probably when they were like going through the trust thing he probably explained the plan to her and we weren't allowed to see that because they wanted to make it you know more whatever it's stupid it's annoying I, I hate it so that sounds right and that's when we get the explanation about what we're going to do with the aculos right now yes. that we have the aculos yes like we can't give it to opal cowboy because it's it's far too powerful obviously no, no that band um, is way too ska for us Right, exactly. That band is way too doomed for us. <laughs> uh, and like, I, I love this is when we get this is when we get a couple of gems that could have been good lines if this was a good movie. But like, um, Artemis saying, "My father used to say, a friend's eye is a good mirror." You're like, oh, that's a that's a clever line. Yeah, but they waste it because <laughs> this movie because this movie sucks. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden. That's when that's when him and Holly just are like, yeah, we're forever friends, right? <laughs> like, wait, how? Why? <laughs> like, like, what happened in the last five minutes that made this happen? Because nothing here is linear at this point. Yeah, because we had some dad chat. Like, you literally, you, you, you tranquilized me and threw me in a in a in a fairy jail. Yeah, so dumb. Ugh. And then Dom. Dom just goes, well, we need to hurry, guys. I'm like, yeah, clearly, like the script was hurried. You all need to hurry now. <laughs> and I get time, it. And time to move on. Um, so then I think Holly Short, she starts using the Oculus, right? And the trade-off that Artemis uh, little file gives to her is like, hey, I'll give you the I'll give you the Oculus, but bring my dad back. Right. Well, but and before that, yeah. that's when we get to we we have a very quick cut of the villain uh and and senior talking about uh you know say hello to beachwood for me this is like we're executing senior at this point yes Colin Farrell is about to die and that's when we get holly using the aculos right yeah yeah right there's a there's a quick cut back and forth 
um yeah. say hello to beachwood for me which are like wait if you killed him why would you say hello to, i don't know whatever <laughs> this is stupid sure <laughs> yeah so she goes through some magic fairy stuff says yeah, a bunch spell, of spell spells cool effects cool effects magic and then uh artemis little foul runs around the house I mean, it's a pretty big home, so he doesn't really cover a lot of ground, but he covers a couple of rooms <laughs> and dad's not around. Right. And then they find a little, well, they head down to the cellar because that's where it all starts, you know? Yep, exactly. He's just like running around screaming, dad, dad. <laughs> like building up uh, tension. Like, oh, he's not here. Oh. Right. Well, and meanwhile, uh, our villain is saying, die, foul. <laughs> and it's, it's like doing good. a bunch of death magic or something on yeah. our foul and uh, then we find the basements all fired up and they go down there and then there's um, Big Foul. Dad's right? home. Yeah. yeah. Daddy's home. In the Chamber of Secrets. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the villain's pissed and does the old... Arr. Right. But the boys are hugging it out, so it's cool. Everyone's good. And then we learn in this whole moment that Beachwood Short was a hero. True. Because yeah. Big Foul comes back, sees uh, Little Short, and it was like, so we got Little Short, Big Short, we got Little Foul, Big Foul. Big Foul comes back, says, hey, Little Short, your dad's actually a cool guy. I yep. know me telling you this doesn't mean much in terms of clearing the records with within your society, but apparently it clears the records between you and I and the audience. So, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the rest of her like population that thinks she's a traitor and her father's a traitor, but no yeah. one heard that. No one heard that. Tomato, tomato, you know. <laughs> you, and then and then gotta... he hands her a little napkin of list of names that uh, her father had pulled up were accomplices or like part of stealing or what? I, I forget what. No, he, yeah, he explicitly says, these are, this is a list of Opal's accomplices. I was trying to investigate them before. Uh, oh, Opal's. Before okay. all this shit went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you're, and, and her father was trying to do the same. Which like, why didn't they talk, they turn this over to the uh, fairy authorities? Like this, I don't understand. I don't know. Um, it seems the in lo- the in movie logic seems stupid. We we also kind of glossed over it, but I feel like the uh, right before this scene when the villain loses it all, she has like a good Darth Vader no with her warbly voice. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's kind of I love it. So at this point in the movie, I was like, oh man, there's 15 minutes left. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, are we actually going to catch the villain? Nope. <laughs> And so I was like, we, at this point, I was like, kind of irritated. I was like, man, 15 minutes to catch a villain. Maybe they're just going to like pull the old mask off and be like, it's been fucking so and so all along. And I was like, it's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so then we, so then it just cuts. So, oh, go ahead. It cuts to Haven City. No, I was going to say, it cuts, we cut to Haven City, right? Yeah, Haven City. We got, uh, we got Judy, Judy Dench, the commander, and the young gun chat with a short. She's there. They're having a, you know, a chat there. And, um, classic captain to the young kid being like, you know, we need, we need people or fairies yeah. like you around here. Even though she wildly disobeyed orders, and earlier Dame Judy Dench was talking about having her badge multiple, multiple times, multiple yeah. times. Oh no, no, it's fine. It's cool. Yep. It's fine. Um, and then I was like, ooh. And then we get Judy Dench gives uh, a short up a mission. She's like, 
I want you to investigate all the names on the list that your father came up with. I was like, ooh, sequels. <sighs> so frustrating. So, so frustrating. <laughs> nothing to do with the books. <laughs> so that's not happening. Um, so, <laughs> um, and, and, then, it, and then she literally goes, here we go, dad, and walks into a room where everyone claps. Yeah. Like... <laughs> The end, basically. Like, yeah, it was like if I, it was like the centaur and a bunch of random people and a couple of small aliens. It was like, what is Babu Frick in there too? And they're like applauding her. I'm like, what did she do? What did she do? Like, was she Everyone disobeyed orders? Salutes. Everyone's like, yeah. fuck, you disobeyed and uh, did orders kind of not at the same time. Yeah. And she goes, all right, team, here we go. Like, Wait a second. Is she in charge now? Is she, a, <laughs> she have a team? No, the whole apparently the whole police department is her team now. <laughs> this makes any sense? Infuriating. Um, so. And then I was at this point, I was still like, yeah, no, there's still 15 minutes left. And I was like, well, what's going to happen? Yeah, and that's the end of that's the end of the fairies. We don't hear from them again. Nope. Like, <laughs> now we cut back to the surface uh, at the manor where there's a news frenzy out front again. Shock that Artemis Fowl has. Uh, done some kind of crimes that nobody's talked about yet because again he's apparently some world famous uh, antiques antiquities dealer which is not a thing that exists in the world <laughs> I don't know I think it does doesn't it no antiquities dealers do but world famous antiquities dealers do not. don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure there's plenty of antiquities dealers they're not famous <laughs> <laughs> Fair. that's what i meant sorry right. okay. <laughs> yeah that's what i meant not like world famous like where we know them like is like oh i know a baseball star it's like yeah. oh i oh, know like what he's doing indiana jones yeah exactly you know sure no. <laughs> of course not <laughs> uh this is when <laughs> they're like uh, I don't like this scene at all with the dad. So again, the the dad is not a character in the books. Um, in the in the movie, they like they're hanging out, chatting at a window uh, after the news frenzy, where, uh, <laughs> where the he's the dad is talking to the son, like, oh yeah, big news crews out front, and he goes, don't worry, I got someone working on it now, and the dad goes, I figured you would. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? What has led you to think that? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I guess we're going to go finish this. And I was like, cool, we're going to finish this movie. Yeah, wait, but before we go, I've got a call to make. And then he puts on his fucking stupid sunglasses I gotta say house. one. I got to say one thing there. I Sorry, couldn't. Please do. No, there's one thing. So he's sitting there and they're like, we got we to go finish this. And and little foul goes like, oh, I got one call to make. And he throws on the sunglasses in front of Colin Farrell. <laughs> There's no fucking way Colin Farrell, like, it must have taken him a couple of scenes to be like, take that seriously. No, I. <laughs> Hold on, dad. I got one more call to make. Let me just call, let me just call your captor for this entire movie and like, you know, have a very direct conversation with him. Yeah. Infuriating. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh shit. They got me because I forgot. I was, I forgot. And I forgot again, apparently when I was like, Oh, right. Now they're actually going to start talking about Artemis Fowl, the criminal mastermind that I have come to know and love, the morally ambiguous character of like, oh, maybe he was behind um, all of this, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I was like, hey, you you fucked up with my dad uh, is what I thought he was going to he was going for. 
but he wasn't. He was no. doing it as a as a hero threat instead of like, you're wrong about my father, uh, about Beechwood, about everything. We're coming for you. Dumb. So, so stupid. I'm so mad. They could have done, they should have, they should have had him. Uh, it sh- I mean, it should have been Opal Cowboy in the first place. It should have been like a more minor villain, just, like a Justin, Justin Hammer. Like uh, a straight up villain. Like you've got yeah. a clear villain and this is right. it, right? Yeah. Right. And then they could have, you know, had Artemis at the end say, oh, you screwed up with my dad. Uh, you're, you weren't supposed to take it that far. I planned this whole thing. Like, that's what I was interested. Like I wanted him to be the mastermind of the whole yeah. kidnapping, the whole thing. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. And he ends it with the same thing. So he's ta- he's talking to, uh, you know, Opal and, and she says, no, just who do you think you are? And he goes, I'm Artemis Fowl, and I'm a criminal mastermind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Terrible. Walks through his burning house with his sunglasses on, slow motion style. So we cut to the copter, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. And then we're now we're back at the little. Josh Gad, MI6, right? Yep. We're back, the, we're back the very nice Airbnb, Airbnb little middle of the ocean getaways, you know? Yep. What a six, fairy tale you've told me, says six, the prison six guard. 675 a night. Yep. Prison guard's been like, what a fairy tale you've told me. Ugh, really? Yep. They weren't buying it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Josh Gad basically gives yet again another glowing uh, Yelp review of the Fowl family, how awesome they Ugh. are. Awful. It's like, dude, we got yeah. it. Well, because the, the, our, our captor here is offering him a deal, right? And he mm-hmm. says, well, I mean, this guy, he's already got 400 years in fairy prisons. So. Yeah, so what the fuck was, <laughs> like, was it like? Yeah. He's, now he's getting a new deal with... Uh, Europe prison, I guess. MI6. <laughs> like, wouldn't they say like 10 years? He'd be like, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. How about this? How about you do whatever? And he goes, no, no. How about this? I walk out on my own and you leave the fowls alone forever. He's like, why would I do that? Well, so your fairy tales don't become living nightmares and you better uh, thank them the next time you see them because the fowls protect us all. That's like, that's nothing to do with the book at all. It's <laughs> because it's like, they're not protectors of the universe or whatever stupid thing that this movie's trying to make them be. Like, they're fucking criminals. Like, they, they, they're all they're trying to do is like steal awesome fairy shit and be like, oh, well, now we got, uh, we got all this fairy stuff now and like dope for us. We profited. We've made millions of dollars. I love That's it. the whole premise. Yeah. I love That's it. why it's awesome. I love it. I love it that you're getting angry about it too. <sighs> They're ruining it. It makes me mad. So they basically, uh, they, so they turn them into criminals that, that steal to, to, to save the universe. But in the books, that's not. No, of course not. Yeah. No, none of this is nothing. None of this happens in the books. Mm. Uh, and then he goes, clap your hands. If you believe in fairies, <laughs> uh, and then shouts, Dwarfus Giganticus. <laughs> but then, so, but then he also, at the same time, he put, he pulls his hair back behind his ears and you see he's got pointy ears. Yep. yep. What is Dumb. he? What is he? He's a dwarf, I think. Cause what's he shouts he in- Dwarfus Giganticus. But what's he, what's he in the book? He's a dwarf. He's just a regular big, he's a big dwarf. But do you, do they have ears like that? I thought that was like a, that was a elf slash fairy thing. 
See this? Is yeah, I don't remember. It might just. Why it's it might so just confusing. be just make any of the the fey folk. They might have pointy ears in general. I don't know. Oh my god. Um, this ending. So all right. So we get that, and then um, he. So then he. All of a sudden, there's a window apparently above him that cracks open, <laughs> and he right. conveniently. Well, he unhinges his jaw, takes out the tracking device. Oh, and he right. goes like, right. yeah, they do another like horrifying Josh Gad weirding with his jaw. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying, Don't care actually. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Takes out the, this little egg. Where he's like, oh, he's Artemis like, designed it himself. Hmm. <laughs> tracking device. Huh. Dummies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess. All right. And Why? then, <laughs> yeah. And then he gets sucked up. Uh, on a ladder through this window to a helicopter. Yeah, apparently there's a window at the top that breaks through with glass. The ladder drops in, kind of Joker, Batman, 1989 style, and he yep. just gets pulled up out of there, and that's it. He's saved. Yeah, he gets up, and Artemis Jr. is like, we have some unfinished business, and this is when Josh Gad goes, I love my job. <laughs> I was like, wait, uh, what? What is, <laughs> what is your job? Why are you working with them all of a sudden? Like this isn't ha- hasn't been explained at all. Yeah, where are we in this movie? Is there another two hours left? Should we go find the villain? Nope. The helicopter literally flies off into the sunset at this point. <laughs> and then that's fucking it. And I was and so angry. I was livid at the end of this yeah. movie. This pissed everybody. Me off. This isn't an end of a movie. This isn't no. an, an end of a movie. You get uh, Colin Farrell. You get Holly Short. You get. Uh, young she's Artemis. Flying next, yep, she's flying next. Josh to Gad. Yep. They're all winking at each other, doing stupid whatever. Like, haha, we made it. Here we and go. And then they literally fly off into the sunset. So and then, so stupid. And credits roll. And I was like, you had a villain, but you didn't solve anything. Nothing was solved here. Last time we saw her was no. no. Yep. It's like watching oh, The right. Hobbit. You guys see the enemy, like, cool. Here's the movie. He's going to start beginning. Oh, it's already been two hours. Oh. Uh, yeah, but worse. <laughs> yeah, and I thought the movie was going to be two hours. So for me, it was like, oh, well, I'm glad at least it wasn't that. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm glad that they at least didn't didn't do that much. Well, when you told me it was two hours, I was like, Jesus Christ, two hours. I was like, okay. But then when I saw it was only an hour and a half, and I got to the end, I was like, oh, this I feel better about this. At least it was a quick hour and a half. Like we the movies we've watched have like they've been an hour and fifteen and felt like three hours. So yes, I'll give it all that. things considered. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is a big budget, um, $125 million roughly. What did they spend it on? Yeah. Like how many, how much more is that than, uh, um, the fanatic? Oh, that's a great question. Wait, let me do the quick math on that. In the meantime though, it's gotta be at least a thousand. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, for sure. 10,000, 10,000 times the budget. Uh, I mean, we ooh. don't know the final revenue numbers. I mean, we know looks, it made 300 bucks, but like this definitely looks made- like roughly 34,000 times as much money <laughs> as, as the fanatic man making money wise. We have no way of knowing, obviously, uh, budget but wise, this, we'll this movie definitely made, even if it was like five people subscribed to Disney oh, plus. Sure. Yeah. It's already made more money than. Yeah, well, yeah, you probably. Well, how much was a Disney Plus subscription? Seven ninety nine, something like that. Well, seven ninety nine. Well, as we say this, it might change though. So, that's true. It could be more, I guess. But let's say it's, uh, you know, roughly what? what? Ten, thir- call mm. it even thirteen bucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just trying to think oh. of how much money that movie made, and like, 
Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's not a, roughly like 500 people uh, subscriptions worth for the fanatic. Okay. Right. Yeah. If we're talking eight, $8 a month, roughly 500 people would be like $3,800, which I think is how much it's, the fanatic made. That's a, <laughs> sounds about right. Embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be yeah. back next week with presumably a, another awful movie. Um, yeah, no, I think I think we will be. Um, I've yeah, heard is, that, is that is that it? We're done. That's it. We're done, huh? I think we're done, man. <laughs> we, let's kill it. Let's crush this thing because we're done. Yeah. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at it's this meets that, and we're itmt pod on Twitter. Uh, or if you feel an old fashioned or an anti meat lover, you can send us an email at uh, it's this means that at gmail.com. Um, as always, you can find all our episodes on it's this meets that.com. Thank you again for listening.